Let's return to All Things Employment with Vicki Causa on TalkZone.com. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are continuing the information that we're providing for people in transition. We talked a little bit about how to go about getting yourself ready for that job search and inventory questions you could ask yourself. The phone lines are open. It's 888-463-6748 if you'd like to give us a call. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT. So let's continue now on, on the path that we started with talking about how to get yourself ready for that next opportunity, how to ride that emotional wave. We spoke about the stages of grief that you may be feeling or the different stages of disappointment that you may be feeling because you are in between opportunities. So something I wanted to suggest that you do, and again, I suggest this in some of the classes that we teach through our company and, and in some of the counseling sessions that we do here at Cause Associates. And what I would suggest that you do is three things. In a short story format, when you get the opportunity, write down your 10 greatest accomplishments and your 10 greatest failures. Now, again, this is just for you. This is something that you will write and look at. And when you're through with it, throw it out, tear it up, burn it, shred it, whatever you want to do with it. Nobody has to see it. But write these things down for yourself. It gives you a better perspective on where you're coming from and gives you a personal inventory of where you are right now. Now, you can use work and personal situations if you wish. Look for common themes in both success and failure. Was there something in the personal side of a failure that you might have had that can translate into a professional side or vice versa? This will then help you determine your strengths and weaknesses. And remember, when you get to that interview stage, these are some of the questions you may be asked. So doing this personal inventory now when you've got the time will save you that trouble of being in that interview seat trying to answer these questions. Another thing I would suggest is ask your friends or colleagues to evaluate your strengths and weaknesses. You know, your friends may tell you, you know what, you're, you're a good listener, you are a good problem solver, you always have an answer to my question, or they may say to you, you're very impatient, you don't listen well, you jump to conclusions, and friends and colleagues can have really helpful insights. But they can also be brutally honest. That's why you want to ask them for their opinion. Just be prepared for the good, the bad, and the not so good, and the very, very bad. Another thing I would suggest is diagram your career path from the beginning to present because a lot of people sometimes get a better perspective when things are in a pictorial view. So be sure to include the highs and the lows of each step. Did you move ahead? Did you stall? Did you move backward? Ask yourself if you want to stay on that same path that brought you here or would you like to move to an unexplored situation that you might not have thought of before? So when you put it down in a picture form, a diagram form, you can kind of see the way, where your career has gone and, and be prepared to find things that you might not have realized before because especially lately in this day and age, to get ahead, you sometimes have to take a lateral move or a move backward to get additional information or skills or experience. So if you see that on your diagram, be aware of it just so that you realize how you got to where you are or how you got to the position that you were in before you left the company. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the real you and who you are. This is a personal introspective for yourself, not so much about your career, but you yourself. Now, when you're unemployed, it's easy to lose confidence and perspective. And as I've said to you more than once, I've been in that situation, so I know where I'm, what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's really difficult just to get out of bed. Why am I getting up? I have nowhere to go. So what this part of this exercise that I would suggest that you do really is kind of giving you the opportunity to look at yourself and what a good person you really are. So keep in mind that losing your job doesn't make you any less a professional 
or any less of a person. It's just another of life's challenges to overcome. Now, when we talk about the real you, think about it in these terms. How would you describe yourself? How would you describe yourself as an employee? If somebody said to you, gee, how were you when you worked for XYZ Corporation, what would you say? And then what have been the best career decisions you've made and why? Was it a wise decision, as I just recently said, to take that lateral move, to get me to where I was when I left the organization? Was it a good decision and why was it? And how do you react when you're criticized? A lot of people ask for feedback, but when the feedback becomes criticism or corrective or creative criticism, if you will, constructive criticism, you sometimes react a little bit differently than you would have expected. And again, think back on some performance reviews you might have had while you were employed. If you got some feedback that wasn't as positive as you'd like it to have been, and you can sort of look at it as a criticism, how did you react to that? Now, continuing with thinking about yourself, in what ways would I like to be different than I am today? What would it take for me to be different, either in skill or in perspective or in likes, dislikes, or hobbies? What ways would you like to be different? And then what makes you angry? Some people have a very low tolerance for things to go wrong and they snap quickly. They have very short fuses and some have not so short fuses. So think about yourself and what makes you angry. Everybody has a different trigger point. What's yours? And then ask yourself also, how do you define success? If someone was to say to you, what do you think success looks like? How would you define that? What would it look like to you? And then think also, what are some of the rewards I expect from work? Of course, everybody expects a paycheck and a benefit package. That seems to be a given. But what are some of the other rewards you expect from work? Is it recognition? Is it recognition within the company or within the association that you may belong to? What is it that you're looking for from work? And this is the one I like the best. If I did not have to work, what would I be doing? I think people think of that every time they buy a lottery ticket. So if I win this lottery, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to work. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. So think about that. If you did not have to work, what would you be doing today? And then what are you best trained to do next? Again, is it continuing in the same field that you're in now? Is it the next step in that logical, next logical step in that field or industry? Or is there something in your background that you may want to refresh, something you may want to look at and something that you may want to think about working in that same field again? Like the example I gave before about my client who realized that she was a credit collection agent and she may be able to do that again. So what are you best trained to do next? And as a side note to that, if there's something you'd like to do, what would it take to be trained to do it? How would I go about getting certification? How long would it take? How much would it cost me? But what am I best trained to do next? Or where does my interest lie for my next opportunity? And then also think, what could I offer my next employer? Again, because when you sit with an, empl- with an interviewer across that table, they may say to you, what do you, what can you bring to our company? So what can you offer your next employer? And then think also to what career alternatives appear to be the most logical at this point. And for some people, it may be continuing in the same field. In some people, it may be taking a totally different step. It may be looking in a different industry. It may be looking at a different career path. So let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about a new industry. And and last week, I believe we had a caller who was looking to get into a different industry and was asking our career coach, what do I have to do to do that? Now, let's think about it in these terms. You've looked, you've taken a look at your personal work history and your personal self. Now you're starting to build your plan of action. 
Now, another step that I would certainly suggest is to take a really good look at the industry you've worked in. Do you want to continue in this? Do you want to pursue the course? Or do you want to change direction? Now, through life experience or reading the latest information or just being curious about an industry, you may decide to look into career opportunities or alternatives. But before you toss away your experiences in your current industry, ask yourself some of these questions and gather specific information. How do industry experts rate the field and its state today? So if you're looking to get into a different industry, think of these questions because obviously you're coming from something you know and are good at in an industry that you're comfortable with. Now you're looking to move into another industry. How do industry experts rate the field and its state today, especially today? Are there any major changes being predicted for this particular industry? Which jobs would pay the most? Is there a geographical structure to these jobs? Does that mean I have to move my family to a different part of the country or perhaps overseas? What's the geographical structure to the job? What type of skills will I need to be successful and how long would it take to acquire them? So if you're thinking of changing careers and you absolutely have to get additional education, how long is it going to take you to do that and how much will it cost you? And then also think about what hurdles do you need to overcome to pursue this new career? And then once you've Think about what the hurdles are. What action can I take to overcome the hurdles? So what we're really doing is breaking down the where you are now and what you may want to do going forward and what types of questions and information do you need to have in order to make that decision? Because it is a big decision to move from one career to the next, depending on where you are in your career. If you're young, out of college, and you're starting your career, and you've only been in one particular role, that may not be a big issue for you. However, if you've been in the same industry or in the same type of work for a long time, for 10, 15 years, breaking into a new industry or a new job type is a little bit more difficult. Not impossible, but just look at the steps it's going to take you to get there. And if there's something you really, really want to do, get the information you need. There are so many different ways to get the education you need. There are online courses at colleges. There are weekend college courses at many of the the universities around. Take the step if you absolutely need to take the step, but make sure you're moving in the right reasons. Now, all of the things that we've mentioned really is moving towards helping you put an action plan in place. That's really what's going to help you stay on track as you're looking for a new opportunity. As I said before, sometimes it's really just tough to get up in the morning and face the day because you have nowhere to go because the job's no longer there. But if you start to think about your job search and put an action plan around it, it'll spur you on to do the different things that you need to do to keep yourself moving forward. So the best place to start your plan is with the most basic of information. And that really is talking about a mission statement. Now, many of you may be chuckling when you hear the word mission statement because mission statements have been widely used in corporations, you know, to ensure customer, the customer base that the company is all moving in the same direction. It's a reminder for employees of what the joint mission is. And if used correctly, these statements can reinforce the company's strength, can bring the employee base together and keep everybody on track moving in the same direction. But I will also give you that mission statement sometimes. They put teams of people together to look to see how are we going to structure this mission statement. They work really hard. They get this great slogan. They get this great mission statement. It gets put up on the office wall, and more often than not, it fades into non-existence after a while. But what I'm saying here is your own personal mission statement that nobody has to know but yourself. Think about your job search and your situation and put a mission around that, what you need to do to get yourself moving. What is your mission statement? So it's not something you need to share with anybody. 
it's only for you and to keep your perspective and your spirit up. When you're starting to feel that, oh my heavens, there's no reason to get out of bed, look at the mission statement and get yourself moving. It can also morph into what the summary on your resume is going to be. And we'll talk about resumes in a minute and how important certain aspects of it. So what I would suggest you do, write a few sentences to describe yourself in terms of what you've learned from prior experiences. You may be surprised at how easy it is to create. You know, once you get past that chuckle of, oh, a mission statement, it's not worth anything, and we had one at work and people made fun of it, personalize it. Make it your own mission statement. Nobody will see it but yourself, so nobody is bound to laugh at it. Now, I would say, too, we're talking about putting an action plan in place. We're talking about something that you can do, steps that you can take to make sure that you are moving in the right direction. Now, there are certain steps that I've thought about and I put some information behind, and I hope you take some... I hope you take some good information from these. The first one I would say is nail down that routine. As I said before, you need to be able to start moving in the right direction. Remember, and I think most people do understand this, unemployment is not a vacation. Even if you're collecting any kind of benefits, if you've been given a severance package from your organization or if you have bonus money coming or if you have vacation time built up that they need to pay you, Don't look at this as a vacation. As I said at the top of the call, laying around the house watching really bad daytime TV and eating junk food is okay, maybe for a week or so. But don't stay in that position. Try to get into a similar routine, just as when you were working. And just because your job ended, the world continues to stay on its usual schedule. And you should, too. Stay sharp. Get up at the same time. Research your field for updates and decide how and where you may want to send your resume. The great thing about the Internet is that it's so up to the minute. You can find the most up to the minute information about your resume, about your, I'm sorry, your experience, your, the industry that you worked in, any kind of information you need to stay on the edge, you can find that there. Stay in sync with the job world and prospective employers and keep your brain sharp. The worst thing you want to have happen is if you send in a resume and someone's calling you to talk about it, and you're just sort of lounging around for the day and not really in the work mode, you've got to all of a sudden snap yourself into that and start to think about how you want to answer questions. So during the work day, during what was your typical work day, try to stay as sharp as you can. Try to stay in sync with the way the world is moving and with the work world. The other thing I always say, too, stay positive and keep a winning attitude. Our personal attitude does a great deal in determining how we're viewed by others, prospective employers included. You know, nobody is going to drive your job search but you. Don't be discouraged by not receiving offers or even any answers to your resumes. And this is the one thing that I try to remind people of that's very difficult to keep in perspective. Employers do not know you personally. So if you're not getting a call back, it's not because of you as a person. They don't even know who you are. They're reacting to your credential versus the need that they have in their organization. They're not reacting to you as a person. I know it's sometimes easier said than done, but when you keep that winning attitude, you really are going to help yourself a great deal. Now, staying with the attitude idea, attitude is really what sets the tone, no matter if you're interviewing in person or on the phone. Now, many folks listening might have had the opportunity to do phone screens, and a lot of companies are doing that these days because they are inundated with so many resumes for so few positions. They're going through them. They're looking for certain things. And when they do find some resumes or some individuals who they'd like to call, they're doing phone screens. 
So today with the abundance of resumes being received, a lot of these are being done, the, the phone screens are being done to determine a fit, to determine the candidate's fit for a role and whether or not they want to bring somebody in for a personal interview. Now you should prepare for these calls the very same way in which you prepare for an in-person meeting. And that means keeping the attitude positive, being on an upbeat, upbeat, uh, have an upbeat message for the person who's interviewing you. Attitude is everything. So keep as light attitude as you possibly can. And then what I also say is give yourself the space that you need. And when I say that, I mean this, personal space. If your employer offered you outplacement, you most likely have the use of that company's facilities to conduct your job search or even to do phone work because you can go to their office and do phone work. If not, if you did not get that opportunity or the option from your employer, Try to set some space aside in your own home to keep all of your job search material separate so that you can track the results and make, and track the, re- the phone calls that you are making and receiving. An important thing to remember is keep track of which resume or cover letter you might have sent to a prospective employer. And that means you can have more than one resume, and we'll talk about that in a minute as well. But you don't want to be caught short if you receive a call from a hiring manager and you have the wrong resume in front of you. So all of this information needs to be as easy to find as possible and allowing yourself that separate space, that workspace, if you can, in your home will really allow you that opportunity and have that information right at your fingertips when that call comes. Now, what I also would would suggest is that you keep excellent records. Whenever you contact a prospective employer or you receive a call back, keep track of the date, the person's name, the number, the company and the position being filled, especially if you've been sending out a lot of resumes, which many, many people have been today. It's also acceptable to ask for the person's email address. So if you're speaking to somebody and you have their, obviously, their phone number, ask for their email address. This makes it very easy to conduct a follow-up call or to drop a note of thanks for an interview. And keep a folder for each opportunity you are pursuing or keep everything in a binder with page dividers. Not only is it going to keep you organized, but it's also going to make you feel better because when you were working, you had a lot of really good organization skills or things were organized or within certain reach. So when you are in the job search mode, keep things as organized as possible. It'll make you feel better and it'll keep your job search on track. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back right after this. Thank you very much. 